Welcome to the Protect My Pet Show podcast with your host, Joe Madrano. The Protect My Pet Club weekly podcast provides pet owners with safety tips and training resources to protect their pets. In addition to weekly staffing and training tips, we'll occasionally have guests on the show who are veterinarians, animal trainers, pet groomers, and other pet-related specialists. We do appreciate your support and feedback. If you have any suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover on a future podcast or wish to subscribe to our podcast, please let us know by visiting us at imcpetinsurance.com. Now, on with the show. Hello. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Joe Madrano, and today we will be talking about what you should know and what you should consider before bringing a new puppy home. We will also talk a little bit about the beloved Golden Retriever breed. Now, what could be better than bringing home a new puppy? There's so much to love. All that jaw-dropping cuteness, the boundless energy, and those silly antics. But a puppy is also a lot of responsibility. Your little furball will need all sorts of supplies, from leashes to puppy chow, as well as veterinary care. Plenty of walks and good training. You can use these new puppy care tips to help you give your little pal a great home. Before you run out and adopt a new puppy, you need to make absolutely sure that this is the right decision for you and your family. Puppies need a lot of care, so everyone in your household should be on board and ready to help out. If you don't own your home, you should also talk to your landlord about getting a new puppy. It can be heartbreaking to bring home a new puppy only to find out that pets are not allowed. Remember, too, that puppies don't stay puppies forever. Depending on the breed you pick, your small friend could grow into a big adult dog. Make sure you have the space to accommodate a growing dog. Outdoor space, whether it's a backyard or nearby park, is very important for your four-legged friend to enjoy the fresh air and get lots of exercise. You also need to be committed to keeping your puppy healthy over the long term. This means getting your puppy routine preventative care, such as yearly exams, vaccines, and annual heartworm testing. It can also mean paying for treatment when your puppy suffers from an unexpected injury or illness, which can be costly depending on the situation. Luckily, you can get help managing the cost of your puppy's medical needs with a pet insurance plan. Now, where should you adopt a puppy? Once you're set on adopting a new puppy, you can visit your local shelter to see who might be waiting for you. Shelters are great places to adopt from since you'll be giving a deserving animal a loving home and helping to address the pet overpopulation problem. Every shelter will have its own adoption process, but it's usually pretty straightforward. You probably need to fill out an application, which will likely ask for your contact information, proof of age, and history of pet ownership. Some shelters have a waiting period, usually 24 hours or so before you can bring your new puppy home. This is to help ensure that you are sure about and comfortable with your decision. There may also be a fee involved, but it's usually less than if you had bought your puppy from a breeder or pet store. Some shelters also ask that new puppy parents cover any veterinary costs that their adoptee might have needed before the adoption. If you're a first-time puppy parent, you probably have a lot of questions about good puppy care. What should I feed my puppy? When should my puppy go to the vet? How do I potty train my puppy? Your veterinarian is the best resource for answering questions about puppy care, but these suggestions can help. A healthy diet is important for a growing puppy, so stock your pantry with plenty of brand name puppy food. Talk with your veterinarian about good options for your puppy's breed and age. 
And while a few treats now and again are fine, don't overdo it. Store-bought treats can be packed with sugar, fats, and salt. You can also try offering your puppy pet-safe fruits and veggies as a healthy alternative. Vaccinations. No one likes getting shots. Vaccines can cause a little pinch, but they can protect your puppy against serious diseases that can result in much more pain and suffering than a quick injection. Ask the shelter where you adopt your puppy for a copy of your pal's health records, including vaccinations. That way you can have them in hand when you take your puppy for the first veterinary visit. This initial visit should take place within the first week after adoption. During that exam, the doctor will make sure your puppy is healthy and recommend a vaccine schedule for you. Puppies typically get vaccinated for distemper, hepatitis, parvovirus, parininfluenza, and coronavirus, which can be done in a combination vaccine. Puppies will also need a rabies vaccine and possibly one for Lyme disease. There are also other vaccines that may be recommended as your puppy gets older, depending on the situation. For instance, if your pooch will be around other dogs a lot, such as at a doggy daycare or kennel, your veterinarian may recommend vaccines for Bordetella, also called kennel cough, and the canine influenza virus. These are highly contagious diseases that can get passed easily between dogs in close quarters. Your veterinarian will let you know what shots your puppy needs and when to get them. Here's an example of a typical puppy shot schedule. When they're about six weeks old, the first combination vaccine for distemper, hepatitis, parvovirus, parininfluenza, and coronavirus. And then at nine weeks, they'll get their second combination shot. And then at 12 weeks, the third. And possibly a Lyme vaccine at 12 weeks. And then 12 to 16 weeks, uh, they'll get the rabies vaccine. And at 16 weeks, they'll also get their fourth and final uh, combination vaccine. This is only one example. Your veterinarian may have different guidelines that could change based on your puppy's age, breed, and overall health. Now that you have your new puppy, he's got his shots, you need to train your puppy. As a new puppy parent, training your puppy falls squarely in your court. It's your job to make sure your puppy learns to behave and matures into a healthy, happy, and well-mannered dog. Of course, your grown dog won't be saying please and thank you, but your pooch should listen to your commands and act appropriately in different situations. Training your puppy won't happen overnight. It requires plenty of patience, perseverance, and consistency. The methods you use to train your puppy will depend on your personal style, your puppy's personality, and the task or behavior you're working on. Always go at your puppy's pace and never yell at or hit your pooch. Instead, you can try techniques like these. You can give your puppy a timeout. With a timeout, you stop paying attention to your puppy until the unwanted behavior stops. Timeouts can be especially useful when you're teaching your puppy not to jump up on your legs when you come in the door. In this case, you would stand quietly and wait to give your puppy attention until all four paws are on the ground. And do reward good behavior. Be sure to pile on the praise when your puppy complies with your command or behaves correctly. A small treat never hurts either. You can also try to catch your puppy doing something right, like chewing on a toy rather than your shoe and offer lots of kind words to reinforce the behavior. Clicker training is a method of positive reinforcement where you use a clicker to make a clicking sound at the exact moment your furball does what you want. For instance, you would say sit and hit the clicker the second your puppy's rump touches the floor. Your puppy will eventually associate the clicking sound with a job well done. 
and you can purchase a clicker at any pet store. How long does it take to train a puppy? Some puppies pick things up pretty quickly, while others take longer to get the hang of it. It can also depend on what you're trying to accomplish. For instance, teaching simpler tricks like sit and stay will likely be easier to teach than those with multiple steps, such as roll over or fetch. Now keep in mind that using the same commands is important to help the process go smoothly and perhaps more quickly. If you use down and off alternately to get your puppy off the couch, your pooch may get confused. You can also have puppy training classes. You don't have to go it alone. In addition to getting advice from your veterinarian, there are lots of options for training your puppy. For example, you can sign up for one-on-one -on -one sessions with a professional trainer. You can send your furball to group lessons at a puppy school or enroll at individual puppy classes. You can even join puppy socialization groups, which can help puppies get used to being around one another. These can be very helpful if your puppy was weaned early and didn't have enough time rolling around with siblings. Puppies learn a lot from their litter mates, as well as their dog mama, which is why it is important not to separate them too soon. Now, it's smart to stock up on puppy supplies before you bring your little furball home. You can ask if the shelter has a new puppy checklist, but these are some of the items you'll need to have on hand. Collars and leashes. Although you can't take your puppy for walks in the big world outside until all core vaccines have been given, you can introduce your puppy to a collar and leash right away. Getting them familiar with these accessories can help your puppy get used to the idea of going for a walk on a leash. Try leaving the leash on the floor at first for your puppy to sniff. If your puppy starts to chew on it, say no and gently take the leash away. There are quite a few different choices when it comes to leashes, including synthetic, leather, chain, and extendable or flexi styles. A popular choice for puppies are synthetic leashes, typically made of nylon. They are usually the least expensive of the bunch and tend to last longer, which can come in handy when a puppy who may drag the leash around and be tempted to chew on it. As far as collar, you should find one that fits your puppy comfortably. Not too big so your little furball can slip out and not so tight that it is uncomfortable. A good rule of thumb is that you should be able to slip two fingers between your puppy's skin and the collar. Make sure you put an ID tag on the collar too. You never know if your puppy will get lost and an ID tag can help make sure your puppy gets returned home. And you can also consider microchipping your puppy. You'll need a small dog crate to bring your puppy home and for future outings and veterinary visits. You should also crate train your puppy to provide a cozy place to retreat and rest. Just remember never to leave a puppy in a crate for long periods of time and never use it as a form of punishment. Your puppy should fit comfortably in the crate, but avoid getting one that seems to swallow your puppy whole, which can feel intimidating. A small puppy in a big crate can slide around and get hurt when you're carrying it or driving it around. Your puppy may also be more likely to tinkle in a larger crate. If your puppy is going to the bathroom in the crate, put an old towel or puppy pad inside. Let's face it, puppies can be messy, especially before they're fully trained to do their business outside. A good enzymatic cleaner, which you can find at a local pet store, can be your best friend when it comes to cleaning up and getting rid of the smell. Enzymatic cleaners contain enzymes to help break down pet waste odors and eliminate the stink. Be sure to follow the instructions and make sure you store this and any other household cleaning products safely. You'll need some teething toys. Puppies love to chew. It's good for them too. It helps alleviate the pain and pressure of teething, strengthens their jaw muscles, and relieves boredom and anxiety. Puppies also chew to explore the world. 
Since you won't be able to stop your puppy from chewing, be sure to offer safe teething toys. Your socks and shoes will thank you. Other items you might need are food and water bowls, of course, a doggy bed for cozy naps, puppy pads for help with potty training, and a puppy playpen to establish a safe area for your puppy to play in, either indoors or outside. You'll need to puppy-proof your home. You can help keep your puppy safe by carefully puppy-proofing your home. For example, tape down or hide cords and wires that might trip your puppy up or be tempting to chew. Store your cleaning products, medications, and anything else that might be toxic to your puppy securely out of paw's reach. Unfortunately, try as you might, you can't always keep your puppy out of trouble. Fortunately, you can get help managing your veterinary costs with a pet insurance plan. In fact, it's a great idea to enroll puppies when they're healthy and young, so you can be ready if and when they get hurt or sick. You can also get coverage for wellness care to help cover the cost of vaccines, yearly checkups, spaying and neutering, and more. So those are things you should consider before bringing a puppy home. Now let's talk about the beloved Golden Retriever. The Golden Retriever is one of the most popular breeds in the U.S., and it is no wonder why. These dogs are known to be sweet, silly, loyal, lively, loving, and good-looking, too. It's tempting to believe the legend that these playful dogs originated from Russian sheepdogs brought from a circus. They certainly do love to clown around. However, the Golden Retriever was actually bred by the Scottish Lord Tweedmouth in the 1900s. Lord Tweedmouth was passionate about waterfowl hunting and wanted to create a breed with superior bird retrieving skills. According to his breeding records, he was seeking a dog that would be loyal, even keel, and well-equipped for adverse environments. He started by crossing a Tweed Water Spaniel with a wavy-coated retriever, which resulted in four puppies that had those desired qualities. Although you can't predict a dog's personality based on breed, there are qualities commonly associated with Golden Retrievers. They are famous for being friendly, energetic, and playful. They tend to keep their puppy-like nature even as they get older, which can be adorable as well as a bit frustrating for dog parents. They are also people-pleasers who love their humans and like to stick so close by that they are often found underfoot. All of these traits make them wonderful family dogs, but not so great watchdogs. While they are likely to bark when someone comes in the door, they're just as likely to follow that up with a warm welcome of slobbery kisses. Golden Retrievers were bred to be sporting dogs, and it shows in their physical appearance. They are a medium to large-sized breed with a solid and thick athletic build. They also have broad heads, strong necks, and ears that fold over. They typically weigh around 55 to 75 pounds and measure between 21 and 24 inches tall. Between their size and their energetic nature, these are dogs who do well in larger spaces and need plenty of exercise. As their name suggests, Golden Retrievers have golden or yellow fur that comes in a range of shades. They also have a thick undercoat and a dense, water-repellent outer layer that can be wavy or straight. Typically, they have a feathery hair on the back of their front legs and along their chest, back, thighs, and tail. The Golden Retriever is a popular and familiar breed, but do you know the answers to these commonly asked questions? Do Golden Retrievers shed? Yes, they sure do. That thick double layer coat tends to shed quite a bit, particularly in the spring and fall. That means you'll need to do plenty of regular brushing to help keep shedding under control. If you have a Golden Retriever, you should also invest in a lint brush to keep your clothes free of fur and a sturdy vacuum to clean up that hair.
Next question, is it hard to train a golden retriever? Like most breeds, training a golden retriever takes time and patience. However, they are known to be smart and eager to please, which can help them learn commands and behaviors. They are also likely to respond well to praise and other positive reinforcement tools like clicker training. How much exercise do they need? Golden Retrievers are energetic dogs who need plenty of exercise to help them stay in shape. An active lifestyle can also help prevent stress, frustration, and boredom, which can result in bad behaviors like chewing up on your favorite shoes or damaging the furniture. Your veterinarian can tell you how much exercise is right for your dog, but a good rule of thumb for Golden Retrievers is to get them moving for at least 30 minutes two times a day. That should tire out your four-legged friend. Now, if it's too hot for a walk, you can take your Golden Retriever for a swim. These dogs were bred to fetch birds from the water and tend to enjoy a nice dip in a lake or pool. What should I feed my Golden Retriever? Golden Retrievers should be fed high-quality dog food that's appropriate for their age. Your veterinarian can offer recommendations and advise you on a healthy feeding schedule. Be careful not to overfeed your Golden Retriever. Use a measuring cup to make sure you're providing the right amount of kibble, and don't go overboard on treats, which can be high in calories. It's important to help your Golden Retriever maintain a healthy weight to avoid problems like joint pain, heart disease, and liver and kidney issues. Like other large breeds, they're also prone to conditions like hip dysplasia and arthritis, which can become more painful if they're carrying extra pounds. Like many dogs, Golden Retrievers like to chew. They also like to hold things in their mouths. Remember, they were bred to retrieve waterfowl. Chewing is a healthy activity for dogs since it helps clean the teeth and strengthen the jawbone. The trick is to make sure you offer plenty of safe chew toys so they won't be tempted to nosh on your shoes. It's also useful to keep your favorite pair secure in your closet. Keep in mind that a dog's natural urge to chew can lead to swallowed objects, like rocks, pieces of clothing, or bits of toys. This can cause choking or obstructions that require surgery. Are they healthy dogs? While Golden Retrievers are generally considered healthy dogs, they are susceptible to a number of conditions, such as elbow dysplasia, hip dysplasia, hypothyroidism, cataracts, heart disease, cancer, allergies, skin problems, and ear infections. We don't want to scare you, but we do want to advise you that Golden Retrievers are susceptible to certain conditions, and so that you're aware of them. And that's why it's important to have pet insurance. That way you can make sure your pet is taken care of. Well, that about wraps it up for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. It was my pleasure speaking with you. You can listen to our show every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock right here on Blog Talk Radio, or you can download our podcast from iTunes or visit our website at imcpetinsurance.com. From all of us here at imcpetinsurance.com, thank you for listening. And remember, pets are not our whole life but they do help to make our life whole. Until next time. Thank you for joining us today. Our goal is to help you protect your pets. If you'd like a free quote on an affordable pet insurance policy or coverage to protect your home and auto, please visit us at imcpetinsurance.com. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to having you listen to our next podcast. If you have any questions, please call us at 1-800-965-2955 or email us at mypet at imcpetinsurance.com. 